can we not talk about family when family's all that we got? Everything I would do, you were standing there by my side. And now you're going to be with me for the last time. Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 7, Furious 7, Lap 1. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two. And today's episode is brought to you by Nest Cam IQ Security Cameras. Tough on bad guys, easy on you. Nest can be found at, you know, Best Buy or anything like that. Um, Amazon. When you don't have God's eye, use Nest security cameras. I like it. Especially for the smart home. It's it's like the perfect cornerstone of the smart home. It is. It is. You know, you have the thermostat, but then, then they have the cameras. And, you know, this new Nest sure. Guard, what you got, is like, you know, an alarm, motion security sensor, and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, so hopefully you've been using yours on your new house. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Awesome. Good. Awesome indeed. Thank you, Nest, for sponsoring this episode. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, Nest. Thank you, Nest. So before we get into extracurricular activities, which is pretty much the first thing that we do, just want to say it right up front, I cried during this movie. I teared up at the end. Rachel watched it for the first time she's, like, ever watched it, and she definitely cried at the end. Yeah, I didn't cry in theaters, and then this time I was like, oh boy. Like, I (laughs) cried a little bit at the end when they're watching Jack and Mia and Brian play on the beach. Yeah, same. And then they cut to all the, like, the flashback scenes. The montage, yeah, at the end. Whoa. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, same. And, uh... Start breathing a little heavy. And then, and then when he pulls up to him and the Dom does, like, the, like, the outro monologue... That's, like, what got me, right? Yeah, and he also does a little bit of the stare and drive, right? There's a little bit of the stare and drive. At There's a little bit like, of stare and drive there. There is. Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, man, this, uh, whoo, boy. Yeah, it, uh, it got me. Yeah, it was, a, it was a rough one to get through the end of, for sure. Yeah, but this was this was a good one. This uh, Is this the first time you've seen it since you've seen it in theaters? In theaters? Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought I saw it once in between, but I didn't, I don't think. We went to go see this one in theaters... It was like me, Zach, and Adam, I think, all went, and Rachel. And Rachel got, like, we were, like, drinking. Like, we bought, like, a liquor across the street and just got, like, a giant, like, Dr. Pepper or, like, Diet Coke. And we just filled it with Jack. And so we were, like, drinking that. And Rachel got drunk and then just, like, fell asleep in the movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> she, like, didn't really, like, care about Fast and Furious. Sure. And, I mean, like, we watched it. We were like, whoa, that was, like, emotional and heavy. And, like, she woke up at the credits and was like, okay, cool. Let's time, like, time to go totally missed like you know wow. a large majority ice of the movie. cold yeah ice cold so have you seen it since then or just that one time no i've definitely seen it since then and like we we started it after we finished six her and i watched through like the beginning of it but i think we like fell asleep during it or something so we definitely didn't make it to the end like we were like drunk okay. watching it one night yeah we like watched through like uh, I, it didn't seem like it was that far now that i think about it and i've watched it in between then definitely not more than five i would say but yeah, we've seen it a bunch. Well, we will get into the movie shortly. Let's do our first segment. Let's do extracurricular activities. This is what's going on in our lives since last time we recorded this. Now, just a note up front. Go ahead. We are recording this a little bit earlier than we normally do, earlier in the month. Yes. Because just due to a work trip, due to some Memorial Day stuff, due to busy schedules coming up over the next yep. couple of weeks. We are recording this basically a week early, so there's been less time for us to actually have extracurricular activities. But still in that time, since the last time we recorded, we hung out once again, which I feel like it's hard. It's a spontaneous to, I, one, though. Yes. I feel like it's hard to sort of explain, maybe, 
because we do a podcast. We do basically do a podcast every week, almost, and we talk a lot, and people know yeah, we're we friends. Do. But I don't know if people realize not how difficult it is to hang out, but like there, 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 there needs to be effort put forth. We're by two one and a half hours because, away in a yeah. normal drive, so like. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, I can just, like, cruise up there. And, like, I mean, we have to do weekend shit. You know, you were doing house stuff. So, like, yeah, it's not, it's, it seems like we, we hang out a lot. It's really not that much, I promise. But it's, I don't, I really don't know the last time, because it's, like, three or four months in a row. I mean, mostly it's been hockey-based. We've been doing Yeah, I was coming down there time. for games. Yeah, this time was just more of a casual hangout, because it was Rachel's last day at Geronimo. Are we allowed to say that, or are we not allowed to say that? Yeah, you're allowed to say that. All right, so it was Rachel's last day at Geronimo, and I came up, and you were just like... Yeah, we're you know we're going there tonight. I'm like, maybe I'll come up. And then for the first time ever on a Friday, no traffic coming up. It was great. Yeah, weird. I took a nap hung out for the night. Uh, and woke you up the drove? next morning. You and Rachel left, and then I uh, just hung out. Where did we go? Oh yeah, because we were going to DC to visit her mom and actually go see a hockey game. <laughs> yeah, so that's what was going on. Yeah, so we hung out. I had fun. I'm, it's always good to see you. But we have some really big extracurricular activity news. Yeah, we talked about it on the last episode. We are officially it's finalized. a family field trip to Universal Studios Orlando, Florida on it's all your booked birthday. Up. It's all booked Friday, up, Friday, June 8th, we are supercharged. We're going to see Supercharged, which is actually really cool because you probably know that I've been watching a lot of the hockey playoffs, and literally every, every other commercial for the hockey playoffs is about the ride. It's Did you see these? Exciting. Have you seen any of them? Like I've ev- seen a little bit. I, I don't watch hockey playoffs, so I don't see them there. I know that they've been around. I've seen a few little clips and videos on Instagram because I know that the most, if not all, of the cast was down there to open the ride. What, like a couple weeks ago? Yeah. So there's there are definitely some video footage that I've seen, but I have not been overwhelmed by the amount of video that you have been. Yeah, it's, it's like every other... Like, at least once commercial break, they show a clip for that so like you know we've been excited that we were gonna go and you know we love fast and furious but then like i keep seeing commercials for it because i'm still watching playoff hockey even though my team's out it's like it's so it's a lot of fun i'm getting amped for it i'm glad it's gonna be soon and i'm glad that everybody's coming we'll make a family field trip down there and we will definitely report on the ride should we do like a should we do like a little like a pit stop oh we're gonna do a bonus episode while we're down there absolutely okay Cool, cool, cool. I like it. Can we do like a live, like, f- like phone recording, like live of the ride? Do you want to do that, or what, how do you want to do it? I don't well, know. So I think what we should do is we should do it. Bef- we should. I think it should be in a few parts. I think before we go on the ride for the first time, we should do a little bit of a what do we expect. Then I think the first time we do the ride, we should just enjoy the ride. And okay. then if we take the ride and we are we deem it safe enough to keep our phone out and record during the ride. Then we will do that. But I think so the first from the commercials, enjoyment thing for from the commercials, it kind of looks like it's gonna be like one of those like uh like the Simpsons one. You know that one that it's like in a car that kind of like goes up and down but like doesn't really move. Yeah. So I think so. I have not gone on the Simpsons one. I went on. I want to say a, I don't know if it was a Back to the Future one. I don't know if it was a Jurassic Park one. I don't know if it was one that. But you get what I'm saying, right? Movies. Yes. No. But what I'm saying is like I only went on one of these when I was little. And oh. I got, like, motion sick. Oh, Rachel does too. So I don't think that's still going to happen this time. Maybe. We We're going to drama mean the fuck up. no matter what, I'm going on it as many times as you go on it. Okay, cool. Perfect. I think it's minimum two, right? We have to ride it at least twice. I think it depends on how long the lines are. I mean, we're going on yeah. a weekday, so that's not going to be crazy. But the plan yeah, of true. attack is to go there, get the fast pass, go Immediately. do some things. 
Well, so here's the thing. So we're going to get a fast pass. Maybe the line is short when we go there. Maybe we hit it right away, too. That would be ideal. I think so. That's what I'm hoping for. Say we get there at, like, 9. We get a fast pass at 9 or whatever, just to pick a time. Get a fast pass at 9 for 11, but we go on it at 9, go do some stuff, come back at 11, get another fast pass, then do that later. You know what I mean? Like, we we could just keep hitting it up, and then who knows? Possibilities are endless. Agreed. Either way, I'm super excited. Um, so that's the first thing. Second thing is, is for me, we're recording early because yep. next week, actually Friday, like in a couple days, I will be in California, going to California for you work. Sure will be absolutely. Then I'm leaving California and going to Phoenix and Sedona and the Grand Canyon, and then a night in Las Vegas. And then see the the commercials on right now. I'm literally watching playoff hockey. And it's on. Sorry. <laughs> Um, it's it's on right now. And then I'll be going to, yeah, Phoenix, Sedona, Grand Canyon, Las Vegas, and then I'll be home. That's why we pumped up the recording a week. Yep. Because I will be on an adventure, and I will try to rent a Challenger, or Charger, to, to drive through the desert. I really hope you do. Yeah, if I do, I'll send you pictures. Can we, like, FaceTime look and drive at each other? <laughs> We'll do FaceTime stare and drive. I would love it. Okay. Just so you know, as I'm recording this, right now on TV, there is both Triple X number three, Vin Diesel, oh. and also Fate of the Furious. So, got Vin in my eyes multiple ways if I want it. Nice. Um, anything else happened to you? The only other thing that I did in the last couple weeks, really, I was going to say last month, but it hasn't really been a month, the last couple weeks is that I went to Barcade in Jersey City. Oh, that's uh, they cool. They had their birthday party, so I had some really good beers there. Then yeah. we went to this place called Subculture, which is a which sub looked shop, awesome, by the way. Shop. You it's sent me pictures cool. of this. Yep. It's a sandwich shop? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's a sandwich shop. And they have the menu. I think I said I sent you the menu. Remember it was the Facebook pictures? It was real annoying. I don't know. No. Their menu is just on Facebook. There's, like, no website. It's just a picture of each page of their menu. It's all pop culture themed. It's super cool. The sandwich that I had was great. I walked in was there good? with my Cage Club shirt on. It was really good. Walked in there with my Cage Club shirt on. The guy, before I even say anything, was like, you have a Nick Cage podcast? And I was like, you bet. I was like, boy, do we have a podcast for you. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, do you have any interest in doing a live event here? I was like, yep. I was like, we just did one in Which Brooklyn. Which is crazy. We just know, did right? one. So where is this place at? It's in Jersey City, you said? It's in Jersey City, yeah. Okay, cool. So he invited us. Yes. To do a live event there. They just opened. I think they're just looking for to get people, get the word out there. So they just, you know, I follow them on Instagram. They posted a a review or something from some kind of like, hey, things to do in Jersey City blog or whatever. And they were like, this is an ode to nostalgia and throwback or whatever, and also great sandwiches. So it's a very cool place. And for the fact that they were just like, hey, do you want to do this here? I mean, I don't know. We didn't we didn't talk any details out, but it didn't seem like, hey, do you want to pay us to be here? It just seemed like, hey, if you want to come do your shit here, like we can just have you hang out. And it's like, oh, cool, okay. Plus, if they if they recognize the t-shirt from the jump, they seem like cool guys, right? Like these are guys that Definitely. you want to support anyway. So, yep, awesome for them. And I'm I'm excited to come down there. I want to come see the shop because the pictures you sent me looked really really cool. So. I'm, I'm excited. Absolutely. Uh, I think that I'm looking at my calendar. I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Oh, well, there is another thing that happened this past weekend that I don't want to talk about yet because I don't know when it's actually going to happen. But it was something very exciting from the Cage Club Podcast Network, and we will get to it when we get to it. Oh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Should I say it so you can beep it out? Uh, no. Okay, fine. Sorry, Jess. I tried for you. No Good. beep technology. 
No beep technology. Fine. Okay. Either for you or are we are we set no, on the I think that's good. activities. But I think by what is it? It's May. So by next month, we either will have the bonus episode out or we'll be able to talk about the ride on the episode. This is going to be really exciting, right? Depends on when we record, but we're close. It'll yeah, be so close. this episode comes out June 1st. We will be down there June 8th. So I'm assuming we'll record after I'll get 8th. back and edit it. So we'll the will the bonus episode will come out like somewhere around the 15th. We'll just say the 15th. It won't be a, it won't be a full length episode, but it'll sort of be like a recap, a rundown of what we're doing in Orlando. So look cool. for that in a couple weeks. I like it. I'm down. I'm very very excited. Yeah. So Furious Seven. Okay. Man. So we already said that we cried. We definitely cried. And, uh, the, the the important thing, I think we mentioned it maybe last time, just to keep in mind why we cried, is that this is the last movie that Paul Walker did before he died. He yeah. didn't actually finish it. You know, they used CGI and, like, his brothers as stand-ins to finish That's out the That's kind of cool that they used his brothers, by the way, because I'm sure that you could kind of use anyone, right? Well, so do you remember when Heath Ledger died, there was that movie coming out called The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus? I do remember was- this. He was supposed to be some kind of, like, magician or wizard or whatever, and he only filmed a little bit of it, and then he died. And so what they did is they had, like, three other people. I think they might have had... I want to say Christian Bale, but that's wrong, just because that's that's Batman. I felt like Johnny Depp in my head. Go ahead. Johnny Depp, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they had, like, three other actors all play the same part. So it was four different guys playing the same sort of, like, wizard or whatever. So that's cool. Like, that's a different way to tackle that. From what I remember, they had filmed most of the movie and then he died. So I think they just had to do some, maybe some pickup shots or whatever. There are long stretches of this movie where he's just not in it. And yeah. as I was watching, I was wondering, I was like, do you think that that's maybe because they couldn't weave him in or he was supposed to be there? Like, the whole final sort of chase scene, he just kind of goes away for a while, you know? And, like, he's yeah, an integral part of it, and he's driving a car, he's in the car for a while, but then once they get Ramsey out of his car, he's just sort of gone for a while. I mean, I think it works. I think the the, the long chase scene is super exciting and super active. I, I do I wonder... wonder how this movie would have been different if he if he had still been alive yeah like how much they had a rewrite of it to make it work story-wise for how it was going so yeah i agree you're right there's like the whole handoff section like it kind of makes sense story-wise but at the same time like we kind of see what everybody else is doing but he's disappeared yeah yeah so i mean he is in most of it doesn't feel like there's any forever a part where just like oh that's weird that he's not in it the important thing is that at the end, they write him off. Like, he's still alive in this world. He and Mia and Jack, their son Jack, who is no longer, you know, he's he's a kid now. He's like three or whatever. He's like a toddler. Yeah. Yeah. And they are just at the beach, I think down in the Dominican Republic, maybe? And they are just yeah. uh, living life. And that's, you know, that's where he was always meant to be. And we'll get to that when we get to that at the end. Do you want to go through the movie just chronologically? Because there's like a lot here. This is like one of the most comprehensive ones. Yeah, and I don't know how detailed we want to go, just because we, if we do it no. chronologically, this could be like a three-hour episode. But I think we should hit the no. big things, then you know. Talk I just want to hit the stuff. Bi- yes, I just want to hit the big things. So the important, the, the the through line throughout all of this is, as always, it's family, but it's also like looking to the past and looking to the future. And yep. I feel like that was probably always going to be the part because this was also the episode, the movie 
right after Han dies chronologically. Yes. And so it was like, you know, remembering who, who's been, you know, what's coming next or whatever. Yeah, because we get a lot of flashbacks. Yeah, we get a lot of flashbacks. And I was, there was actually a point where I was just like, where does this fit? And then like literally the next scene sort of pulled a Rachel like, oh, I get what they were, you know, I, I they answered the question that I just asked in my notes. So yeah, that was definitely happening. But knowing that this is Paul Walker's last movie, it really is extra poignant in you know, looking to the past, looking to the future, sort of about family, about how family continues gone, on, all the stuff. Yep, yep. We start out, and like the main plot of this one is that we learned from the bonus scene last time, right? The yep. credit scene that yep. Shaw has a brother who is um, Jason Statham. Yep, and he killed Han. So that's like kind of yes. where we start out because our family maimed his brother didn't kill his brother but like he's in the hospital things yeah. don't look good so start out with shaw there and like that we're like okay he's gonna be the bad guy this movie and what they really do a good job of establishing is that they he so he's just talking to his brother it's sort of like a, a nice scene he's like you know i'm gonna get vengeance for you these in guys the hospital. did you wrong then he yeah. picks up like an ooze and you're like oh shit how do you get this in the hospital then the camera pans out and there's like nurses terrified then we follow him out of the room and it's just carnage and destruction there's like dead bodies everywhere the entire interior of the hospital is like blown up basically the only guards that are left are like staggering to their feet and he's killing them on the way out like he is from the jump like no nonsense no bullshit he is the real deal he is a guy that our family is gonna have to worry about yes and this brings up an important point that i want to talk about which is instantly from that first shot we can see that this is no longer a justin lynn movie like, that's not a camera, like, you know, director technique that Justin Lin used. This right. is, like, more like an action movie kind of feel. Yeah, it's and a James like, Wan movie. This is the one and only one that he directed. Exactly. So it automatically has a different feel, right? Like, I could just tell that's what was happening. Yeah, we get there, you know, nice you know, beginning shot, but then we get our tug at our nostalgia immediately. Yeah, yeah. Because you see Dom and Letty, they're driving. They're, like, in the desert. And she's like, where are we going? We used to come here. He's like, we invented it. We invented it. So they go back to Race Wars. He's taking Letty on a literal trip down memory lane. Like, he's, like, driving her into the past. Precisely. So he's taking her there, and um, Race Wars is now obviously huge. Everybody there knows them. Like, they are legends there. Obviously. I mean, like, if you, like, pretty much were one of the founders of this, then, yeah, it would make sense that you're, like, super famous. But Letty doesn't know it, right? So we get Iggy Azalea, who I thought was in the last one. She uh she's not great in this. I mean she doesn't have a huge part. She does have a song in the outro. I don't think any any of the cameos in this are very great to be well, honest. We're gonna get we're gonna get to the worst one, maybe the worst one in the entire franchise. I think so. Uh, I hope it's the same later. one. Okay. It's definitely the same one. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, Letty's there. Or I mean uh, Iggy's there. Letty does have a good line when she's there. She's like, you know, that's not my style, I gotta ride or die, and Tom says, How about you just ride on this one? Like Yeah, I have that like, in my Le- notes. Like Letty, you already died, I don't want you to die again. <laughs> Let's not kill Letty off twice in the same franchise. But what least. I love is that Letty gets the first action scene. Like she's driving this first yes. scene and she wins this race. Even though Dom's basically like, Hey, this is what you're gonna do because this is how it's gonna work. Uh, Letty still gets to be the one who's driving. Yes, Letty races the Audi R8, which is a really cool car, which Zach's cousin has one of. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been in one. He, like, drives it around everywhere. It's, like, his daily driver, too. It's pretty cool. So um, he has one that he cruises around. Letty beats the R8, and then we see Hector. Hector comes back. From the first one, yep. 
yeah, for the first time ever. And he has, like, pretty much the same amount of lines as he does in the first one. And he's, like, very, very small part, but it's awesome to see him. And then Letty punches him. And Dom says, you never could take a punch. Yeah, exactly. And it's, like, it's actually really cool. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm glad they brought this guy back because I like Dector as a character. So I always forget that he's in this one, and that's awesome. Even for, like, a short time, it's awesome. Then we cut to Brian as daycare dad, dropping him off at school dad. Yeah. And we see him, like, gripping the steering wheel like he's going to be, like, some, you know, shifting gears and everything. They give us a fake out. Inch up. And uh, we can see that the mom or the teacher or whatever at the school is, like, sort of into him because she's, like, super cute and super friendly with him. But she's also just, like, helping him get Jack out of the back. And then she's like, you'll get used to this in no time. He's like, that's what I'm afraid of. It's like, oh, no, Brian, like, you know, this is is your life. And especially, as we're going to find out shortly, Mia's pregnant again, so he is definitely locked into this lifestyle. What is this pattern of Mia not telling anybody that she's pregnant? I don't know. I don't know. She's a really secret pregnanter. Like, yeah. she's always there's, secret there's, pregnant. But, there, but that's not even the biggest secret in this movie, and we'll get to that at the end. Okay. You know what I'm talking about, right? I don't know. Maybe. That Dom and Letty are married. Yes! Okay. That's you use beep a technology of a secret. Or no? No, I'm no. Well, no, I don't think so. Okay, cool. No beep technology. Okay. But then we go to Letty's grave, and Tom wants to smash it with a sledgehammer, and she's like, no, 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 no. She's like, this is the day that Letty died, and the day that I was born. It's like, oh, Letty, come on, Letty. You're still Letty in there. Yeah, exactly. Like, we know she's Letty, so... Like, she kind of remembers some of it, but, okay. Then we, we get back, okay, they introduce The Rock again, right? But he's, like, a desk jockey now. The Rock and Elena, well, he's a desk jockey only because he's too good at his job. Like, he's he's just killing it at work, arresting everybody <laughs> as fast as possible. And he's, he's too like, murderous. And stamping skills. Yeah, he's too murderous. Yeah. And then Elena so, is there, and she's, uh, like, looking for a new job, I guess, because he gives her a letter Did you recognize her with different hair? I know that you have problems I with did. that. I did. I wasn't okay. 100% sure, but I was, like, 80% sure that was Elena. Okay, good. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. And then he calls her and I was like, okay, good. Good. Good that I confirmed it. <laughs> yeah, once, once they said the name, you were in it. Okay. And then cool. he goes back in, and Deckard is at the and Shaw is at this computer, and they have a huge fight with all the broken glass in the world. By the way, they missed a key opportunity here. What was that? I was the most disappointed in this scene. He says, if you point that finger at me again, I'm going to break it six, six different ways and put it where the sun don't shine. And if he would have said turn it sideways and shove it up your candy ass i would have been so much happier the picture you're gonna get is the rock shining it up real nice turning that some bit sideways and sticking it straight up michael cole's candy ass i wonder how much they really want to play on like the rock's persona or just you know what i mean like because it's they could have dropped it in come on how perfect would that have been no it's like such a quick line like it would if he even if he wouldn't have given it like the candy ass delivery it would have fit so perfect, right? Yeah. Like, <sighs> I agree. I don't disagree. That's If there's anything I could change in this movie, it's that. That's what I would have picked to change. Elena comes up, lends a hand. Deckard yeah. throws like a grenade, like a cool sort of futuristic tech, tech grenade. Yeah. Hobbs tackles her, protects her. They plunge Thrown out the, the window. Ground. Yes. And he crashes through an SUV and goes to the hospital. He was filming another movie at this time, which is why he couldn't really fully be in this movie. Oh, so okay. So sort of like a creative way around What was that. the other He's movie? In, mm, let me look it up. That's interesting. I didn't know that he was filming another movie at this time. So yeah, so it gives him enough that he could like come in and shot some scenes, but he didn't need to be there for like the whole thing. He's not super integral to this one. Furious 7. I think he was filming San Andreas maybe at the same time? That would make sense. So, I mean, they both came out the same year, and he didn't do any movies, or maybe, and Hercules came out 
out the year before. So either Hercules or San Andreas, but it was the one that he was like the star of. Okay. And they were like, hey, like we can have him in the beginning, we have him in the end. We have we just really can't have him as the central thing. But he's still like he you know, for somebody who's not really super available, he's still in a lot of the movie. Yeah, I think he's just like a hard working actor, dude. Like he's like just constantly booked. Yeah. I don't know how he stays so big and goes to the gym so often and also is like this yeah, it's crazy to me. Well, I mean we we talked about doing a podcast for him and then we're like, Oh, he's just done a ton of things. Like and he is sort of super prolific, man. Yeah. It's like James it's Franco like, levels of yes. pl- prolific. But at the same time, it's like all blockbusters too these aren't like he's like doing these like one-off like indie projects like he's doing like huge ass movies that i'm sure take a while to shoot like cgi heavy movies so yeah interesting we go to 1327 which we talked about a lot last time yes we did and And did you remember this happens yes i did i didn't remember this happens so we get to 1327 we get the flashback to tokyo drift well no before before that though uh jack is playing with a car and he's like bringing to the car and brian says cars don't fly and jack's like yeah cars don't fly and then that's sort of a tip off to later. But yeah. yeah. Then so then here, Brian comes out with Jack, puts him in the car, Mia's right there, Dom comes out, the whole family is basically here. Fake pregnancy announcement. Secret pregnancy, sorry, not fake secret, pregnancy. Not, yeah. Secret pregnancy, yeah. Mia's like, Hey Dom, you got a package here from Japan, from Tokyo. Dom was like, Oh, like what's Han trying to get me to switch over to now? And I was like, wait a minute, like, but where is this? And then that's when we cut to Tokyo and we have uh, Shaw, Shaw called calling Dom, him. like yeah, that's hey, the phone call that we got from the last scene. Yeah, and then that's when the box, they're like, oh no, the box blows up 1327. Yeah. Uh, Jack is protected in the car, but Brian's, like, head slams into the glass and, like, spiderwebs the glass. Like, he gets rocked, but they're yeah. all okay. The house is gone, but family's okay. Yeah, I totally didn't remember that the house blows up in this one. Like, I, I completely forgot. So, I mean, we may have to move that party. We may have, we'll, we'll find out. You know, by the time 2027 rolls around, we've got a lot of possibilities, a lot of potential for the movies to take us in different directions. True. Fair enough. Fair enough. So then we go to the hospital now, and now that Dom has reason to fight Shaw, and Hobbs obviously has right reason to fight Shaw, they team up, and we meet, for the first time, Hobbs' daughter, and she says, Yes. My dad said he kicked your ass once, and Dom says, Your dad's on heavy pain meds. I can understand if his history is a little <laughs> hazy. And it just perfect it is perfect so we we, i wanted to know if that was the rock's real daughter because i I know that he has kids but i don't know how old they are or what like no but i don't know if that if that child that he had not too long ago was his first child or what rachel looked it up for us and it's not she's she's not his daughter but i but she looks like him right she has like the the like what is it the islandy vibe that he has like what yeah yeah like what is he like samoan he's samoan yeah yeah. What, I was hanging out with resident historian Mike Manzi over the weekend. We were doing some Cage Club Revisited. He had an idea. This would be very interesting. He thinks there's a chance that Hobbes is maybe gay. In the in the movies? In the movies, yes. Hmm. I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I can definitely see that how he could how you could logic that. He has a daughter, but we he don't does. have a wife. He's never romantically interested in anybody. Whether or not they're ever going to team up somebody and we were just talking a couple episodes ago about how i said that there was no gay characters for in them in a franchise so inclusive and you said there was suki but you know there was suki. part of one movie is not a lot if the rock you know had a boyfriend or something and like they just sort of downplayed it, like oh yeah here's my guy or whatever like it would be cool it would be sort of progress it would be very what if what if hobbs and, you know, easy what if hobbs and shaw is a romantic comedy about their oh, relationship man. 
and they're uh, the gay I would couple. Love it. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Like Jason Statham and The Rock are both gay for each other. That'd be so perfect. So good. And that would explain why they hate each other so much because they're just both sexual tension. That they know is true. Yep. It's just lots of sexual tension. There we I go. I like it. Then we go to Tokyo. We get DJ Shadow back. We get Twinkie back. We get Sean back. And then we get like an extra scene that's new for this movie where yes. Sean says, Han said you were fast, but not that fast. And Dom says, exactly. you said American muscle can't drift. And it's just like, yeah, like this is, he's for real. Yeah, so he like gives him, you know, the picture of Giselle, so we get a little heartstrings tug there. Dom goes to Tokyo for pretty much no reason other than to see Sean for like three seconds. Well, no, he's, he's bringing Han's body back to America. But they said there's like not much of like anything left at the crash. Like the car blew up and was set on fire. Like, why well, no? But he's still going there to bring it back. But he also gets the picture of Giselle and he also yeah. gets the necklace. That's true. That very important because that's basically the wedding. By the ring. way, this is the most Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants necklace I've ever seen. Oh, definitely. Because it's everybody's had this thing. Everybody's it's had like this It's like the necklace. sluttiest necklace in the history of a franchise. It's been everywhere. Like, how did Han have the necklace? Do we know how he got it? No, I don't remember. Next lap, we'll have to figure it out. But yeah, so Han had it, and then he gives it back to him. It turns out that that was, like, Letty's wedding ring, and also Dom's neck. And, and Elena had it for a while. Was like, where the fuck have... Okay, so we get the necklace back. We, like, would... We go to Han's funeral. Everybody's Han's funeral. there. We, get, we see Tej and Roman for the first time. And yeah. Shaw is sort of scouting it out. And Dom Graveyard chases him out of the graveyard. Like, he just chases yes. him out. And they eventually wind up in, like, like an underground sort of tunnel or something. And what's no, really it's cool, like, I don't know if you uh, noticed, what? but there's no music in the scene. It's just car sounds. Ooh. And it's just... It's like a very specifically, you know, sound layer, just like, no bullshit, like, this is what's happening. Because a lot of it just has, you know, a lot of the, the, the chases have not necessarily, like, soundtrack songs, but they have some kind of score, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I get it. They definitely have, like, some kind of music. So we get that, and then they, they play a game of chicken, and we're like, okay, we're going to find out who the scaredy man is here. Like, we know Dom's not going to back down. And they just full-on smash. <laughs> like... It's a game of chicken where no one has any fear, so they just yes. crash. And we're yep. like, oh, wow, I think that's pretty. I think that's probably like the first time in a movie that a game of chicken has ever just ended with head-on collision. And I was like, hmm, that works. Like, you know what I mean? definitely works. Like, that, I guess that's what I wanted out of that. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, so they, they like, get out of the, the car ready to fight, and Dom thinks it's going to be a street fight, but Shaw pulls out a gun. He's like, you think this is going to be a street fight? But then, out of nowhere, military men rappel down, and I forgot that he was in this movie. Like, I remembered in the past, but forgot yes. while watching it. Kurt fucking Russell shows up, and he's just, yeah. like, he, he chases Shaw out of there, and yeah. he's Mr. Nobody. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's one of, like, the Reservoir Dogs or something weird, right? Like, Mr. Nobody. And so, like, they go back and this is you know your your nice little comment today he like brings back dom and he's like come on like i need to show you something yep gets him back and he and he pours himself a nice belgian ale out of a keg they out of like a really sort of fancy like in this like military it's industrial like homebrew warehouse yeah yeah he's got like this like really kind of fancy setup with a nice keg and a nice like tap and a nice you know whatever and then dom's like i'm more of a corona man and then out of nowhere mr nobody bucket a bucket of Corona just slams it down. With the, drink with the Corona logo on the bucket, right? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like very well set up. So, And we find out that they're both after Shaw, and Shaw's also after this thing called God's Eye, which yes. is created by a hacker named Ramsey, which I think is supposed to be like a... Like, this is really like a doctor. The doctor was a woman. Like, that's like... It's supposed it's to be exactly. like a re- reveal. Like, you're supposed to be like, oh, it's got to be like this great... I guess it's sort of like The Matrix, too. Like, you know, Neo thinks Trinity was a guy because most guys do, she says. 
But here, we find we know that Ramsay is actually Daenerys Targaryen's handmaid, and Stanley Emmanuel, who is this beautiful yes. woman who, for the Gorgeous. rest of the time, Tej and Roman are going to fight after. Ramsay invented this thing called God's Eye, which is basically the computer at the end of the Dark Knight. Yeah. They can spy, it can use every device in the world to spy on whoever and find anybody you want anywhere in the world. Yeah, which I'm sure really exists, to be honest. Almost and certainly. Put on my tinfoil hat, because I, I believe that shit's out there, but... Yeah. yeah. And so this guy, uh, Mosey Jacande, has kidnapped her, trying to get God's eye. We then. Who I thought was Seal, the by the way. The he should have been Seal, right? <laughs> should, that should have been, been Seal. Good. It definitely would have been good. Also, every time he talked, all I thought about was the meme, like, do you know the way? I will show you the way. And, like, every time I saw this, like, I just kept thinking of, like, he's just trying to tell. And he even, like, tells, like, someone, like, where to go. What he was like, he's like, you have to go to the right. And I was like, he knows the way. He knows the way. Do you know this meme? I know of it. I think we. I think this is one of the memes that, like, you're like, oh, it's super funny. And, like, watch it. And I was just like, ah, I don't get it. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. But this also sets up the rest of the movie that like they they're gonna be on the in the mountain range in Azerbaijan, and so yes. the way they're gonna get there is they're going to get into a plane in cars and fall out the back of the plane with GPS powered parachutes. Don't know how that works. It seems like it doesn't work, but it's still like it seems like it should yeah. work, but it still works. And also, how land. ironic is it that last last movie we're trying to jump into the plane, and yeah. this one we jump out of a plane, right? Perfect. Like it's the it's the only way you could. You can faster it. You could yeah. only faster it, supercharge it, by now just jumping out of the plane. I wish that they would have just jumped out of the same plane that they had jumped into last time, though. That would have been really cool, but... It would have been cool, but they blew that plane up. Yeah, true. That's what, what I love I... about this, though, Good. is that we get a basically a recap from Roman. He's like, so you all wanted me to break into a police station. Throw him back to yes. Fast Five. He's like, fine. Then you asked me to stop a tank. I wasn't happy about it, but I did it. Then you came up with this brilliant idea to shoot down one of the largest airplanes ever. I shot that shit out of the sky. Mm. <laughs> it's nothing. But right here, my friend, happens to be the stupidest idea I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. I like that he took credit for all of them that they call out about it. And they're like, okay, yeah. Roman, so what should we do? And he's like, I, I didn't mean, like, be leadership now. Yeah, I, I, meant, like, now. Yeah. I meant, like, I just got, I'm going to work up to it. Like, you have to listen to my ideas sometimes. That was a good scene. I like yes. that. That was a good Roman scene. I think that was the best Roman scene of the movie. And Dom is like, I need a... He says he needs a demon love child between that and that, like a car and a tank. And he's like, this time... No, it's like a dune buggy. Fast. It's like a dune buggy, but it's like an armored dune buggy and also a regular car. Yeah, so like, he wants time, a charger... interesting about being fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wants he wants a dune buggy armored car that is also a charger, yeah. which makes sense. I mean, it's Absolutely. Dom. You know, in 35 seconds, they have one. It's just built. Yeah. And they're already on the plane... And we get the, like, fake out, like, you know, we're going to jump off the plane, we're going to jump out of the plane, we do that. They force Roman out because Roman's too much of a, uh, of a wimp, of a wuss to go out of the plane himself. So Tej installed basically like a an auto shoot out the back, so it shoots him out of the plane. Yes. They all land, and then they yes. have, like, a super, super effective two bombs in the back, two harpoon guns, blow the bombs, pull the door off use that door as a battering ram to take out another car. It's like it's like they've practiced yes. this forever. Like, it's basically... This is essentially on the complexity level of the end of Fast Five, and this is, like, the first real action scene of this movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, it's grown so much that it's like, oh, yeah, we can just do this on the first try because we've done and this already. And you believe it, right? It's just, like, yeah. it's just like, oh, okay. Like, your brain is just like, well, they just jumped the cars out of the plane, GPS parachutes, and, like... They I mean, the by this point, you do have to sort of believe that they can do everything. There is... Yeah. The, the, the one scene that I really... That 
don't have a problem with because I don't have a problem with any of this. When they're in Dubai, when they're in Abu Dhabi, and we'll get to this later, we'll get to this shortly, Tej and Ramsey are hacking in like a back office somewhere or whatever, and the security guard comes yes. up, and Tej, without breaking a sweat, Tej, the hacker, beats down this guy who's basically his job is to be muscle. And he just does it, and like it's a super cool moment, but like that's not who he, you know what I mean? Like it's it's not like he's ex-military or ex-cop, like ex-police like Brian. Yeah. Who, it's just, it's just strange. But remember, he was like a mechanic and stuff in Florida, so I don't put it past him that, like, I, I know that he doesn't know, like, hand-to-hand combat. Like, if it was more of a street fight, I would believe it, but yeah, I get it. But we'll get there. Brian hasn't really driven a Skyline yet, and he's driving no. a WRX here, which is really yep. interesting to me, you know, that, like, he comes with the WRX at the beginning, and I'm like, wow, fuck, okay, cool. So, like, I'm, like, waiting for the Skyline, waiting for the Skyline the whole movie. He uses he uses the WRX as a skateboard, lots of fighting, trapped in the bus, you know, like, they're, they're trying to get the hacker off the bus, they get her off the bus, they throw her in a car, Brian's trapped on the bus, guy locks him in the well, bus. We get, we get, well, I don't want to gloss over that because we have Brian versus Tony Jaa. Do you know Tony Jaa? No. I don't, so the I don't... guy he's fighting is like one of the biggest movie martial artists in the world right now, and he's oh. phenomenal. And yeah, it's awesome. He's great. And there's there's the guy from The Raid in the last movie. We have that fight, which is great. But here, it's Brian versus Tony Jaa on the bus, and like Brian's sort of holding his own against like this guy who like he really should have no right holding his own against. Yeah. And then he locks him in the bus, and he says too slow brian has to get he has to basically figure out a way to get off the bus as it's falling off the cliff letty saves him and then at the end no you glossed over the part that i wanted to talk about but uh, hold on but at the end there's a rematch between him and tony jaw and he gets to use the same line too slow when he kills tony jaw by sending him to a you know a grisly death down an elevator shaft exactly but brian's trapped on the bus and yeah. we're watching the scene and rachel's like how does he get out of this bus and i was like what's the most fast and the furious way you can get out of this bus she's like i don't know and then he like kicks out the window and she's like is he gonna climb up the bus and i'm like <laughs> yes but then the bus starts falling yep. and then he runs across the bus as letty like drifts into him and he like grabs her bumper yeah and all she says is you good yeah and he's like thanks <laughs> that was it yeah. Uh, we also get sort of a mini little thing that's going to come back in a big way that when Dom is trying to get Ramsey into his car, I don't know what the car terminology is, but it's basically, you know, for a skateboard or for a, a bike, he like wheelies, like he like sort of like rears <laughs> back and sort of launches her into the, the sunroof, the moonroof, and gets her in. <laughs> is that a wheelie in a car? What is that? Yeah, yeah. I Like, okay, so these cars that um, are just rear wheel drive, the thing is like with Dom's, like the charger in the beginning, which I think this is always just like a nod to that, is that like he has so much torque, right? Like he he could put so much power down to the rear wheels that it will lift the front of the car up off the line. Like yeah. that's how powerful the car is. And like that's where the engine is. So like to be able to do it, like a lot of like drag cars can do this, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And obviously it's not like a good thing. Like you don't want your car to be able to do this because it, like it won't go as fast, right? But it's just like a cool thing that they can do and that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And yep. he throws her in the car. Then they are cornered by all of uh, Mose's guys, the guy who kidnapped Ramsey he just stole her from. And then he does like a bunch of donuts in the dirt, kicks up this whole big dust cloud. Yes. He says, you might want to put on your helmet, drives off the cliff. And then in a movie, in a car movie starring, or not starring, but featuring Kurt Russell, I was like, this car is 100% death proof. And they like tumble down <laughs> the hill and they both are fine. <laughs> like they're just without a scratch. She wakes up a little woozy, yeah. but like... 
they're fine. He just drives the car right off the fucking cliff, and like everybody just like that's what happens. And the, yeah, that's that's a very insignificant scene, but that's one way to get them out of this like impossible impasse, right? Yeah. He just stuck there, and they're just like, oh, just drive down the hill. It's like, okay, yeah, cool. Totally fine. Totally cool. Yeah. And she wakes up, and she's able to identify everybody immediately. We got ex-copper military, tech guy, offended by the word hacker, Alpha, Mrs. Alpha, and then looks at Roman and says, Joker. And he says, wrong, double Alpha, man candy. Know what I'm saying? And everybody's just like, oh, Roman, like, give it a rest. Yeah, but I mean, that's always, like, his... Thing. Oh, yeah. So, so like, it was good that she got to see that, and then they decide that, like, <laughs> we haven't been in enough countries yet, so we have to go to Abu Dhabi, okay? Yes. Because she mailed God's eye to her friend over there, who's, like, this billionaire playboy or whatever who throws these elaborate parties, these lavish parties all the time. No, he's not the billionaire playboy. He's... But he, he probably also is, like, a billionaire playboy, but he's not the one throwing the party. He goes to the party. Okay, yeah, he uh, he seems, like, just, like, a mechanic to me. He's, he was, like, he was, like, the Tej of Abu Dhabi, I just get the sense that everybody in Abu Dhabi is like a billionaire. I I don't think so. I know that's not that's not actually true, but it feels true. So yeah, so they go meet him, and he's like, "I got you into this party. You're gonna go up there, be in the party, but you ha- you can't be dressed like that." And so like we see for the first time ever, Dom in a suit. Yeah. Well, what I also love is that they're all driving like million dollar sports cars through the desert to get to Abu Dhabi. And yet Dom is still driving a Dodge. Like he's still like not in like this like you know international <laughs> prestige sports car. He's just in like a Charger or a Challenger. So like it's a, it's still a Dodge. I don't know what because again don't know shit about dick about cars. But uh, he's in a Dodge. Like, you can see it on the grill. Like it's a Dodge brand. Yeah, it's car. a Charger. Yeah. yeah, and everybody else is like in these like super elaborate like you know Lambos or Maseratis or whatever. And the car that they're looking for is like a three point four million dollar car. There's only seven of in the world, and he's just rolling through in a Charger. So sticking to his guns for sure. yeah. They they don't mention what the car is at the beginning, so they're just like we're looking for a supercar, right? It's a Lycan, and so like, they're, but they're like they're like yeah, it's bulletproof and does two hundred and forty miles an hour yep. and like all this shit. So they get to the, they get to the party, yeah. and the first thing. We see we get two cameos here. Well, right? there's so there's one who is the worst actor in a Fast and Furious Thank movie. Thank you. Thank you. Ever. Yes. And still Ronda Rousey. It is who boy. Ronda uh, Rousey's acting in this is fucking atrocious. It was hard to watch. It's so bad. So it really makes me long for the days of Fast and Furious Six with Gina Carano, who's not a great actress in her own right, but is good in that movie. And like I was saying, is great in Haywire, which we'll cover for Magic Mike's. But, like, compared to Ronda Rousey, she's, like, an Academy Award winner. She's the one who you kept saying looks Russian. She's the one who Yes. Yes. She's the same kind of thing, because in 6, she and Letty have two fights. In this one, Letty and Ronda Rousey have a fight. And it's the same kind of role, but, man, like, God, I get Ronda, that Ronda Rousey... Rousey wants to be, like, a crossover star, but, like, <laughs> who boy, it is not good. No, it's really bad. Like, even her, like, fighting, like, getting hits are bad. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, dude, like, you were in the UFC. Like, I get she wasn't WWE at this point, but, like, dude, like, even when she's getting hit, she's like, ugh, and, like, makes these, like, weird faces that aren't real. It's just yeah. bad. And and the dialogue, like, they should have cut her dialogue. She should have been, like, a silent. You know what I mean? Like, well, they shouldn't so, have like, let her... Have you seen John Wick 2 or no? Um, no, I haven't seen John Wick 2. Ruby Rose. Do you know Ruby Rose? She is... Oh, you definitely know Ruby Rose from Orange is the New yeah. Black. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. She's padded up, yeah. So in John Wick 2, she plays a silent assassin. Like, she can act. I mean, she's not, like, the best actress in the world, but she can act, but she still plays, like, a silent assassin, which is super cool. Like... Do the same thing here. Yeah. I agree. Like, just don't give Ronda Rousey lines. Yeah, because she flubs all of them. Who's the other cameo? Is it a DJ? It's T-Pain. 
T-Pain is the DJ at this party. Oh, yeah, I don't know what he looks like. It, well, his computer says T-Pain real big on the back of it, too, so oh, if you would reading... There's so many things to look at. I wasn't, why, was I, why would I look at his computer? Like, I, 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 I was just like, oh, that's probably somebody I don't know, so... <laughs> okay, fine. But yeah, it's T-Pain. So and Brian then... and Dom go to find the car, and Dom yes. lifts up the car so that Brian can do work underneath. He's trying to, like, get this part out without, I guess, setting off the alarm and then like, having everything, you know, locked down while Tej is trying to keep it from also getting locked down, Tej and yeah. Ramsey. Ronda Rousey fighting Michelle Rodriguez, fighting Lenny. Yes. And then we have Roman doing the birthday thing, where he just picks a random girl in the crowd. It's like, oh, this is your birthday? Like, let's all sing happy birthday to you. And he's just distracting them with his uh, obnoxiousness. Stupidity. Yeah. yeah. And it, it works. It's pretty funny. He's like, does anybody know why there's no hairspray in the bathroom? It's her. Thanks. Beat it. And like, it, that's just like, that's the whole joke and punchline of like that part of the, of his gig. And it just, it's perfect. And then they finally like kick him out. As they're kicking him out, Shaw shows up with another Uzi and starts shooting up the place. Yeah. He just fucking is everywhere. Right. Which we also don't. So, so this is where Brian and Dom take the car out and they jump Dom driving jump from one building to another building to another building yes this is where we have firmly lost this franchise jump the shark literally jump we jump the the shark shark, in this moment but i think it happened a long time ago like i think this is it It did before this but i also don't care at all in the same absolutely i'm with you on all of these points but i'm saying like at this point we're watching this movie and nobody walked out of the theater, that's when you know, like, you're sold. You're hooked, Well, so right? what annoyed me, and this is why I don't watch trailers, but this was in the commercial. This was in all the commercials. This was in all the trailers. Yeah. Cars jumping from building to building. Like, if I yep. didn't know about this, I would have been like, this is some crazy shit. But the fact that, like, they're like, oh, look what we're doing in this movie. It's like, oh, come on, guys. Exactly. I agree. Yep. Yeah. But what I, what we don't get is we don't find out how Letty and Roman and everybody, like, leave the party. The party. Like, Shaw's no. there with a with an Uzi, and I guess he just lets them go. I, I mean, he has all their information. Like that's what he got from Hobbs' office. Who knows? Maybe just in the confusion, they like they run out or whatever. Yeah, but like like you said, like the movie just uses them. Like they're like, we're just gonna jump the car through two buildings, and then yep. just like your brain's like, wow, did they fucking jump the car through two? And then like everybody else just walked out. So like, <laughs> to just. That's how it works. Yep. Like, we don't have to explain what happened. Like, we jumped a car through two buildings, so just chill. But they were successful in getting God's eye from the car, and they yes. bring it back to Mr. Nobody, and he's like, okay, cool, like, now go do your thing. And they use it to find Shaw, and Shaw is seemingly alone in yet another warehouse, yep. and then he's like, you know that saying that the enemy of your enemy is your, is my friend? Like, you know, I have a lot of friends, and I'm like, who hates our family? And it turns out it's Mosey, or Mose, who had Ramsey, and so he shows up with all of his guys, yep. and it's like a whole shootout there, too. Like, we go, like, action scene to action scene to action yep. scene, but that was when we only had Brian and Dom, because they were the only two that would go. Dom told everybody they were going to go in the morning, but then, like, sneaks off to do it, and Brian knew Dom was going to do this, so he joins. Yeah, and they go with Mr. Nobody, and they're able to basically get out by the skin of their teeth. Mr. Nobody gets shot, but does not die. He's wearing a bulletproof vest. He gets shot in the side, but he will be fine. Spoilers for Fate of the Furious, Mr. Nobody is fine. Yes. Uh, so that's, you know, fine. But then, after they get out of there, Brian calls Mia, and I didn't cry here, but I feel like on future viewings, I might. This is where she tells him that she's pregnant again. And yes. he says, the best decision I ever made was stepping in that store and buying a sandwich. And she's, like, laughing. She's like, it was such a bad sandwich. He's like, I know. I ate a lot of them. Like, I, like I, I'm, <laughs> I'm well aware how bad the sandwich Nobody was. likes the tuna. I felt like this is one of those scenes that they shot later that she knew he was dead 
and this was like a saying goodbye scene and that's why i kind of felt emotional about it because like the way it just plays out it feels like there was somebody else on the phone that's like not him right well there's a lot of scenes in this movie where it feels like it could be that kind of thing whether it's dom and brian or mia and brian or whoever and yeah. i feel like in a lot in every movie there might be those scenes but here knowing what happens it's, it's like very oh, self-aware yeah. right yes which I, I think it's self-aware but it's also we're just overly aware that this might be the last time that like brian like it, it's not but like it could be the last time that brian and mia ever talk and so you're just like oh, like, that's not only them, but it's also, like, the last time that, like, Jordana Brewster and Paul Walker talk. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. there's an extra layer there. It's just like, oh, boy. Exactly. But then they are going, and this is where they're trying to, like, it's just another big action scene. Brian is driving with, I think he's driving with Ramsey, And she's like, what are you doing? He says, going old school. And that's where he drives under yes. the truck. Yeah, like, he, oh, I, to the as soon one. as I saw this truck and there was like space in between the tires, I was like, he's going to go. Like, I didn't remember it from the last movie, yep. like from like the last watch of this. But I was like, he's going under that truck. He got to go under that truck. Yeah, this is like the whole big final fight scene because they or final action scene, not final fight scene, but final action scene. When they went to find Shaw, I think they lost God's eye, right? Like, I think Moses yeah. took it somehow which i don't know why they would bring it there unless they use it to i don't know whatever but he ha- they have Whoever, they have to yeah. get it back and so now they're using it against our family or to find ramsey and like kill her because she's trying to reverse hack into it it's like you sort of lose a little bit of the thread here but basically they're now trying to take down shaw and mosey yeah they have god's eye they're trying to find it and this is where we get the helicopter comes out, right? Yes, and in, from the helicopter, they're now controlling a Predator drone, which that would be a good time to talk about the vehicles in this movie. Yes. So, so I have seven. I probably missed some because I forgot to do it until about this scene. But we have regular cars, which just cover most of the vehicles in this movie, as I always do. Yeah. We've got the cargo plane that they jump out of. We've yes. We've got armored cars in a few different varieties the ones that they uh chase off the road when they land they also there's the the armored bus that they steal ramsey out of there's the armored dune buggies like there's a lot of armored vehicles i just sort of lump them all into one but dune buggy bus you're getting them go ahead yep helicopters which they're in we also have the predator drone for the first time which is a big one i yeah i think i think i count that as a vehicle even though it's unmanned it's definitely a vehicle did you get the last one flatbed trucks with the pipes yeah and then my last one i wrote down which we're gonna get to shortly yep ambulance ambulance first time we've gotten an ambulance i think and boy is it a great one we will get to that shortly but so they are driving through the streets of la like shit is hitting the fan we cut to hobbs in the hospital he sees them he sees the news coverage saying vehicular warfare and And then he looks out the window and a building gets just demolished in front of him and he just says toretto and he's like he knows exactly what's going on he know, exactly like what's going on but he sort of knows what's going on who do you think does more infrastructure damage in a movie the family or the avengers or superman fighting zod at the end of man of steel yeah i mean it's all, it's I, all relative. I feel like i feel like this is less damage than rio i mean they take out that radio tower but aside from, well, I mean, I guess the prone, the, the drone does a ton of damage. I don't <laughs> That's know. What I'm I think the Avengers. I think the Avengers probably because I think like, the, the Avengers whole, do way more damage. I agree. The whole like through line of the Avengers is like, yeah, we know that you're trying to do right by the world, but like you're really kind of fucking shit up more than like you're helping and like exactly. that's like and they're smart enough to like sort of that like here 
you know, aside from like at Race Wars, nobody knows who these people are. Like Dom could just walk down the street, and unless he's like surrounded by his family, like nobody knows who Dom or Brian is. So like, true, it's clear like they're not like public enemy number one. It's just like, wow, we live in a city where like a lot of shit happens. Like there's fast people driving fast cars all over the place. Also, I think the lack of aliens, which I hope we get to in nine and ten, makes it kind of hard to like really destroy shit on a big scale so yep supernatural aliens would be would, would make this a lot more interesting i am totally down for supernatural aliens um yeah a couple cool car things that happen in this scene number one i don't i still Go don't ahead. know how they did it Ro- uh, roman is driving one car brian's driving another car oh this they, like dance they dance basically they somehow like get like lined up perfectly and they sort of do like a 360 spin on the ground, like a donut, and Ramsey jumps from one car to the other, because the whole time they're being tracked by God's eye, so it tracks her face, so they think they know what car she's in, so then they follow Brian, Brian's able to, like, his Brian's car gets blown up, but he's able to duck out, and that's sort of where he goes for the rest of the whole final scene, he's just sort of out there, and he's running around a little bit, like, going to the radio towers and stuff, but, like, he's sort of out of the loop there. That's a really cool scene. It was very reminiscent of me, to me, of when Han does the, like, spin around the girls. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, 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 yes. Like, yes. when he gets, like, their phone number, like, he, like, spins around them and then, like, stops dead, like, really close to them and yep. takes... That's what I yeah. felt. It felt like to me. So I, I thought that was... Hopefully it's a little nod to Han, because I just miss him, but that's I'm, it. Me too. But there's another really cool thing, which brings me back to Fast Five, is that when God's Eye locks on... The, the Predator drone locks on the car with Ramsey and Roman and Tej... They do, just like in Fast Five, they do another, like, switcheroo under a bridge, where in yes. Fast Five, they do the, the bank vault switch under a bridge, where they're sort of out of the public yep. sight. Here, they all just bail out of the car, car blows up, but they're not dead because they bailed out. So, I was like, cool, like, they did that before, but it's also, you know, again, it's not like this mind-blowing thing, it's like, oh, we've done this before, this is just part of this bigger scene. They tell us this one really, really quick, like, they don't, like, you know, give it to us at the end, um, Italian job style. They, like, tell us it happened immediately, so. Yep. I thought that was a little bit of a quick payoff, and I I was a little sad by that, but yeah. There are two other things of major importance, major note to talk about here. Number one, uh, Hobbs, when he knows what's going on, says to his daughter, daddy's gotta go to work, and then he flexes out the of cast, cast off, <laughs> yes. But it was like the most paper mache cast ever. Like that's not like a real. Have you ever had a real cast? No, I've never broken anything. I only broke my thumb, but they gave me this cast that went from like my hand, like all the way up my arm. Yeah. Okay. Like not past the elbow, just like forearm. So everybody thought like I had broken my wrist or like my arm or something, but it was really just my thumb. No, like the cast that they like put on is not like paper mache like that it's like this fabric material it's kind of like an ace bandage but it like hardens and like you put it on and they like put it on kind of wet and it like rolls and then like all of a sudden it just like it's rock hard like there's no way you can flex this thing off like it you just can't rock hard it's the rock hard yes that's how hard it is but it doesn't matter because in this world they use paper mache or whatever is able to yeah. flex out of it, and it's super cool. Like I don't. It remember, is really cool. I don't remember if that was in trailers or not, but I remember the first time I saw it, wherever whether it was trailer or whether it was in the movie. I was like, oh my god, that's like the coolest thing I've ever seen. It is really really cool that you could just like flex it off. The other thing of note in this action scene is that we get once again Dom versus Shaw playing chicken, except this time Dom in his charger. He's like one last ride. He does again the rear the rear wheel drive 
Ollie, and then he, or Wheelie, or whatever, and then comes down right on top of Shaw's car. He skull fucks the car. Yeah. Is essentially what he does with with his charger. Yeah. Totally crazy. And Shaw just pretty much has, like, an endless supply of Maseratis in this movie. Because, like, every time he's driving, he has, like, a new one. No. Just because maybe he's just, like, an assassin. He was, like, uh, he was, like, the British Navy SEALs. Like, SEAL Team 6 or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, like, he's always driving the same Maserati. It's just, like, but he also has wrecked three of them in the movie so far. So it's, like, what are you doing? And we have Dom shoot at him with a shotgun. Shaw shoots back with a pistol. They get out. Dom has a shotgun on him, and he's like, "You thought this was gonna be a street fight?" And then he the same the same line uh, Shaw says earlier. Dom tosses the shotgun away, takes out two huge wrenches, and says, You're "Goddamn right it is." And he goes with the wrenches too. Shout out Snap on a previous sponsor. He goes full <laughs> wrench. And Shaw just grabs like two metal beams off his car, and just they go at it. Yeah, they just go hand to hand, double fisting metal rods. And that's what that's what we're going with. And we get like the classic Dom swings and misses and breaks concrete with the wrench, you know. <laughs> it's just awesome. It's just everything I wanted from that. Yeah, yeah. But then this is where we get the uh, two things we mentioned before that sort of come into play. Now we get the ambulance and we get Hobbs. Hobbs drives an ambulance. Does he steal into it? The predator drone. I think he just takes. Yeah, probably or commandeers it or something. Yeah. But he takes her from the hospital and crashes it into the Predator drone, which is chasing... That's the greatest scene yes. of this of this movie for me, is that Hobbs is driving the ambulance on a bridge. He knows the drone's under it, but not where, and just drives the ambulance off the bridge to catch the drone out of the air and smash it. This is what... Because the, the drone is chasing Letty and uh, Ramsey, and, and it's about to get the him. Tunnel. Yeah, they're about to get him, and that's when he crashes it in. Then he comes out, like, he, he does, essentially, the same way that Brian broke out of the bus windshield, he just walks through the broken windshield, just, like, emerges from it, and Letty asks him, did you bring the cavalry? And she says, he says, woman, I am the cavalry. And she says, of course you are. And then this, this might be my favorite line in the movie. Ramsey says, who is that? And she just says, that's Hobbs. No explanation, like, no, like, here's who this guy is, it's just like, that's Hobbs, and like that's it. End of scene. Like okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 he's like, and while he's doing that, he's ripping the minigun off the drone, yep. so that he can just like just use it, you know. So it's just like, yeah, this was attached to a drone, but like, hmm, I'll just use it with my hands now, yeah. and that's what he does. So. <laughs> which is good. It's just important because as Dom and Shaw are fighting. The helicopter with Mose on it, Mosey on it, goes over and like starts shooting missiles at them, and then from the ground, Hobbs shoots at them with the full minigun. Rambo, full yes. Rambo, and kills the gunner, and then you know almost kills Mosey, but then he basically well, we can't run, do that yet because we have to get the next. But be- like this movie is just in a pissing contest with itself to get zanier and zanier. Yep. I think this is the most zany one. I I don't even remember eight being as zany as this. Like I think seven is where we've like pushed the boundaries of like well, what the fuck has is real. Is Charlie Theron using a computer to automatically drive cars out of a parking deck in mass? Like that's not anywhere near any of the zaniness that happens in this one. To be honest, we, we will find out. We're gonna watch that in believe it or not one month. So we exactly will that pretty shortly. Yeah. But we also have so they shoot a missile at the parking deck and then it like fractures the ground and Dom says the thing about street fights the street always wins. Then he stomps and the ground collapses. He lots him. He parking lots him. I didn't yeah. know that you could death by parking lot, but that's exactly what he does. He just 
he stomps the ground and just like ice br- melts it into yeah. like one one island that only Shaw is on yeah. somehow and he falls through into the parking garage. But he doesn't die. It's important. It's not, you know, actually death by parking lot. Spoiler he, a lot. He, yeah, because, well, I mean, by the end of the movie, we see him going to the detention center. So, uh, yeah. he, but he's, he's basically pinned and out of commission for the rest of the movie. So yeah. then Dom sees that Hobbs is out of bullets. You know, he sees them, you know, going for his family, going for him. He picks up this backpack full of grenades, gets in his charger. Yeah, out of Shaw's car, he, t- he takes the backpack full of the, like, tech grenades. Looks like he's trying to jump the charge into the helicopter, but misses. You're like, huh, that's weird. But then we, what we find out is that he hooks it on <laughs> the bottom of the he's, helicopter. He just, he jumps the car and, like, turns it in a way that, like, he can reach out to just hook this bag on yep. the helicopter in a move that I can't successfully do in my bathroom with my towel, like, <laughs> in one motion left-handed, right? Like, out of the car, he does this. Wordlessly, from the ground, Hobbs is like, I know what to do, takes his, like, hand cannon <laughs> and shoots the bag, blows the helicopter out of the sky. Exactly. Oh, Makes sense. wait, but we forgot... The most At the same time, what? in that scene, as Dom is going up to the helicopter, for the first and only time in this movie, uses Nas. Yes! He doesn't use Nas there. That's right. I got right. so excited when that happened. So then yes, Dom I did crashes. Too. Everybody's out of commission. Everybody, all of our family is alive, but Dom is, like, non-responsive. They're He's doing dead. CPR on him. Brian's giving commands what to do. Brian's then, giving the shittiest CPR that anyone could ever do to someone. Then Letty's like, Letty all of a sudden has all of her memories back. Then we flash back to their wedding. Yes. Like, whoa. Did Dom die Letty's memory into her? I think he died her memory into her. Well, yeah. He had a race. He had a racer memory into her last time. Yeah. This time he just died it into her. Yeah. It took him being dead for her to remember her wedding. I remember it all. He says it's about time. But <laughs> her wedding vow was: "You will never be alone again. I vow wherever you go, I go. You ride, I ride. You fight, I fight. And if you ever die, I mean Dominic Toretto, I'm gonna die with you." And yes. I googled that line because I wanted to make sure I got it right, and you know what I found? What? From our favorite website of all time, fanfiction.net, a fanfiction story called Remembering Us. No way. And I read it, and the (laughs) first half is, like, actually pretty well written, and then I don't know if, like, he just didn't prove the second half, but, like, it gets... it, It really radically falls off a cliff. But it's a scene between Mia and... Letty. Okay. Mia basically grilling her, like, why didn't you tell us about the wedding? It's the weirdest. Like, it's not good. <laughs> it's just, like, okay. this whole thing where, like, So Letty's Mia's just, like, just pissed that she doesn't know about Dom's yeah. wedding. Yes. Okay. Mia says, what were you wearing? Like, what were you wearing? Letty says, I was wearing a dress. And Mia's like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, I don't know. It was white. She's like, I had some flowers in my hair and shit. Like, it's just like, oh, like, you just, like, looked at the scene. <laughs> and then she's like, you know, but I could have worn just, like, a tank top and jeans the way your brother was looking at me. Or Mia says, what did you say in your vows? And she's like, I don't know. I just said some shit or whatever. And then they leave the <laughs> wedding. And then basically Letty's like, yeah, we went out to the car and fucked. 
And Mia was like, oh, you guys, like, you guys got to give it a rest. And then they talk about birth control. And she's like, well, you're pregnant Really? Again. There's birth control? There's birth control talk. Cause, yeah, because it's like, you know, Letty's never <laughs> pregnant, but Mia's pregnant for the second time. Then she's like, yeah, I'm a pro with birth control. And she's like, you know, I'm not ready to settle down like you, Mia. No offense. I'm like, what the fuck is this story? Like, it's the craziest. It's only like 1,500 words. Like, it's one page. It's basically one chapter of Sharpay 2. Like, it's not long. God. But I was just like, oh, man. Like, I'm sure that there's good stuff out here, but like, I was just like, oh. Because it just, it starts off with the quote of, like, her vows, and then it, like, yeah. goes this whole scene. And then there's a warning at the top, like, if you haven't seen Furious 7, don't read this, because there are spoilers in there. Yeah, well, what are you really fucking spo- Okay. Yeah, the wedding. Wow. I guess the wedding. That's all you're spoiling. That's amazing. I, I kind of want to read it now. Thanks for sharing. I will send you the link on uh, Messenger right now. And we can put it on our, our Facebook page, you know, shortly after this episode drops. I so like it. The, the after, so, back to the movie, Letty says to Dom, after Dom's back to life, she says, why didn't you tell me we were married? And Dom says, because you can't tell someone they love you. That's like, exactly. Oh, that's fair. I mean, I do that with Rachel all the time, but, like, <laughs> apparently Dom can't do it. I, like, just force Rachel. Then we see that Shaw's in a CIA detention black site. Shaw is like, I'm gonna get out of here, and Hobbs says, well, once you dig through 30 feet of concrete and steel, my fist and a body bag will be waiting for you on the other side, so I suggest you get to digging, boy. Yeah, you know, he threatens him. Yeah. Like, you're not getting the fuck out of here, ever. Yeah, so. and if you do, you gotta deal with me. And we kind of glossed over, like, at the same time, Brian was fighting the one guy, right? No, Brian was like, yeah, Brian was like, well, Brian fought Tony Jaw again. Yeah, he like fights him again. You know, he carabines him to the spindle of wire and just throws yeah, and it that's out. That's what the... he says. Too late, and shoves him down the elevator shaft, down to a gruesome death. If I can only imagine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but then, after this all happens, we cut to the beach and. Roman's and then it gets running sad. his mouth, and Tez just says, close your mouth for two seconds, just open your eyes, man. And Roman says, beautiful. Somebody says, that's where he belongs. Says, home, where he's always belongs. Things are going to be Yeah. Bad. And I'm already... So I'm getting a little teary. Go ahead. I'm getting a little teary, and Letty says to Dom, you aren't going to say goodbye, and Dom says, it's never goodbye. And it's like, whoa, God, but like it actually is goodbye. Yeah, and exactly. Cut to Dom driving away, and he's at a stop sign, and Brian pulls up and says, thought you could live with that. Oh, God, I'm getting chills already. Uh, uh. So Brian's like, thought you could leave without saying goodbye, and like they're just staring at each other, and it's like, oh. And then they drive away, and they're doing the stare and drive. Wiz Khalifa, Wiz Khalifa playing. Wiz Khalifa playing. It's not the, it's not the album version. It's sort of like a lighter, sort of more instrument, not instrumental. Somber. But like a more, more somber. somber version, yeah. Over this scene, we then cut to flashbacks of, like, Dom and Brian meeting and, like, all the Then we have the full montage of, like, all of the Paul Walker scenes, like, the pivotal Paul Walker scenes in the movies, and that's when I was, like, really feeling it. And, uh, And there's a great uh, voiceover here at the end from Dom that I would read, but I just, uh... I'm just going to put the, uh, put the, I'm going to put the actual audio in. Hey, I thought you could leave without saying goodbye. I used to say I lived my life a quarter mile at a time. And I think that's why we were brothers. Because you did too. This is your car. My car? You're all free. All the sweet home. I'm gonna go for a drive. 
matter where you are, whether it's a quarter mile away or halfway across the world. Ah, uh, we all change, we all grow, a new lane. The most important thing in life will always be the people in this room, right here, right now. Salute me, familia. You'll always be with me. And you'll always be my brother. Yeah, you can't do it. It's it's too dumb. Yeah, it's too, it. it's just too dumb. It's too Vin Diesel. Like it's just it's everything. You know what I mean? Like it, this is the yeah. end of Paul Walker. It's just it's uh yeah. man, it's it's rough. And then you know we get the closing credits. It just says for Paul. That's what I think. Rachel really got it when it's... it was like the for Paul at the end. Like that's like that's the rough part. So yeah, and that's yeah. that. So that was uh, Furious Seven. So R.I.P. R.I.P. Squirrel. R.I.P. You know. I don't think it's as good as five or six, but it's emotional only because of of what happened. And yeah, the end is um, the end. The end gets you. It does, but I I think I think that if we rank them zaniest to least zany, I think seven would be the first one. Probably, probably, but also there's too much. There's too much wacky shit that happens in this one. I, I, I do. I think this one is one of the most fun ones because of how much wacky shit that happens, and they really balance it well with how sad it is for Paul Walker, right? Yeah. So they put in a lot of really cool nostalgia elements and fun stuff. So this one, this one turned out pretty good. I I think it's. I think it's safe to say that this will be firmly in the middle to upper portion of my list. Like it's still exactly really good. I don't want to be skewed by like the Paul Walker feels on it, though. You know what I mean? Like it's fun. It It is part. It is. It is. It is. I mean, I like the first one a lot because I like the first one more when we did it for this than I used to, just because like it's where it all started and everything. But like, I think this is more fun. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely a bigger budget. It's definitely a completely different movie. It's just, uh, it's where the series has gone. It's Yeah, that's you know, it, man. Family. And I, and I love it. I'm family. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, any other notes about Furious 7? We sort of, I mean, we covered most of it, if not all of it. We skipped over a few things here and there, but we will cover it again in eight months on the, you know. Yeah, no, I think we did lab. a good general overview of, of the movie, and I think we did it timely, too, because we, did, we didn't, like, you know, go through every possible inch of it. We covered the main points of it. We left some stuff for us to go over it again. So yeah, yeah. Next segment is on the streets, which is the news and updates from the world of Fast and Furious since last time we recorded. So I actually have five, I think, different things. Oh. So the first one I have is that Vin Diesel teases that Fast Nine will be even bigger, and that they also said that they might be headed to Africa, which apparently seems maybe confirmed now like i think they might actually be going wow. to africa like you that's know what i was gonna go i was talking to one of my co-workers that i talked to about the fast and furious and he was saying like i was like talking about all the countries they've been in and he's like where are they gonna go next he's like probably africa right like and he just said this a couple days ago and and i don't think he was like reading you know fast and well this furious came out news. a couple of weeks ago so he might have, he might have unknowingly seen something or maybe we, we also posted it on our page so maybe if he likes the page maybe he saw it on there and just you know was thinking about it or whatever but yeah but i mean that's it's it's gonna be cool and also confirmed i mean this was a separate story but like i posted this, this something yeah. justin lynn 
who directed three through six, will be back for nine and ten. So that's very yeah, exciting. Yeah, confirmed. Very confirmed. Cool. It's official. He's coming back. So we're going to get that good Justin Lin feel and vibe for nine, which I'm really excited about. We, You know that we're, we're big Justin Lin fans here. Yep. And we also got a new writer for nine. We got the guy who Ooh. wrote Kin. This is the story that you posted. Yes. Daniel Casey is tapped to write the script as Chris Morgan, who has written every Fast movie, moves the Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham spinoff. Wow. So... Uh, the guy who wrote all these movies is now going to do Hobbs and Shaw, and so they're bringing on Daniel Casey to do Fast and Furious 9. But I'm sure it's not just one guy's vision. It's, it is sort of, I mean, yeah. he's doing most of the work, maybe, but it's still a collective hive mind. And by this point, not I'm not saying that we could write something as good as this, but I think we could get a script, like, even, like, 60% of the way there. Like, we know these characters. If you watch these movies, if you're into these, you can lay out the bones and just sort of get it to where it needs to go. Yes. I'm so excited. then I have... Two other stories about Hobbs and Shaw, then, as this transitions. It got moved Go back one week, which is not a huge deal. Whoa. Whoa. I know, right? We shouldn't even but, go anymore. I don't want to fucking know. see it. But Jason Statham promises plenty of comedy in Fast and Furious spinoff Hobbs and Shaw. So I am excited. Comedy. I'm excited that. to see which direction they take with this. Because, like, I feel like it has to have a different vibe, right? I I mean, mm, I think probably. Because I think that's what a spinoff really does. I think... I don't know. I really, I really don't know. I think, it, I think it could be the same type of feel and style and tone, and just tell a different kind of story. I don't know. We're, we're okay. gonna find out in a couple of years. We'll find out in a couple of years. That's true. But if he's promising more comedy, I think it's gonna be like a more maybe lighthearted one. Who knows? Uh, do you have any uh, on the streets information that uh, you know anything about the actors that you normally? find or pull out no i was looking through vin diesel's gonna be in a in a action comedy called muscle coming out okay that's a little bit of news uh it's a lot of like universal orlando ride news which we're gonna definitely cover in a in a couple weeks and then the news about justin lynn directing nine and apparently ten too that was like part of the yep. deal so yep he's yep. doing nine and ten so yeah yeah that's cool. all i got Tyrese doesn't seem to be doing anything, so that's good enough for me. I started following a bunch of the uh, cast on Instagram because Cage Club is on Instagram now at Cage Club Pod, and uh, I had to follow. I had to unfollow Ludacris because he posts way too much on Instagram. But it's a lot uh, of memes and stuff. He, yeah, he does like, like, like he does best just, Ludacris. Yeah, it's yeah, whatever. But uh, Michelle Rodriguez posts a lot, and she's always like in these like beautiful gowns. She always looks oh, great. Like I was gonna a, say she's that. A good follow. She was at like a yeah. I saw that the other night when I was scrolling on Instagram. I think she she probably has like somebody that's like running her social media, right? It doesn't really seem natural, like a normal person doing it. And like a lot of it's like, this is the gown that I wore at this event, you know? It's interesting in its own right. It's not like an in-depth look at Michelle Rodriguez, but at the same time, like, you know, you see what award shows and like movie premieres and shit she was at. So it's pretty cool. So uh, the next thing that we have is the mailbag. We have two emails. Basically, we only have one email because one is, like we talked about on the Boyfriend Material episode, we have one from Stephen Ranta from China about the professional manufacturer of medical bags. So we're just going to ignore that. We're going to straight up ignore Stephen Ranta. Give you more than enough airtime on Boyfriend Material. We do have an email just though. It is family at cageclub.me. Email us about the movies, about the podcast, about whatever. Let us know what you think. Tell us we're wrong. Help fix us. Speaking of telling us we're wrong, I don't know if he does in this email, but we have an email from Wes Hampton, our fan from last time, who gave us some very helpful constructive criticism about... Like, awesome. I'm glad Wes wrote again. Cool. Go ahead. Subject line, no friends, only family. He says, Ooh. hey, Fast Fam, excellent last episode. 
I'm Ooh, glad you glad took you liked my it. corrections as being good-natured, and not like I was trying to call you out for not knowing the movies. As nah. dumb as these films can be, they are still pretty densely packed with plot points, lineup changes, and especially cars. You'd have to have a photographic memory to keep it all straight. And to answer your question, I did read that Slash Film article about hashtag Justice for Han back when Fate of the Furious came out. I'm torn because I love Han so much, but I really love Jason Statham, and just hearing he was going to be in a stinger at the end of Fast and Furious 6 was enough to get me back into the series after not seeing any since the first one. So that's an interesting entry point, is that he only saw the first one, drifted away, heard that Jason Statham's going to be in it, loves him so much, came back, and now, not only that, but like spent 80 hours listening to No One Likes the Tuna, a podcast yeah. you didn't really enjoy. Damn, I mean, like, I, I do like Jason Statham, but I don't know if I like him that much. Like, there's, uh, like he, he's cool. He's very cool. That's a, that's a good way to... Hey, man, we all have our reasons. I'm just we glad you're part of the family. We all have our reasons. 13 just reasons why we like <laughs> Fast and Furious. <laughs> Amen. Season 2 coming to Netflix in June. It's all about Fast and Furious, I hear. So I yeah. hear. <laughs> he says, Joe, thanks for the recommendation on that episode of Fastest Car with the RX2. Coincidentally, I started watching the show because I saw you recommend that on the 2F2F Facebook page a couple of weeks ago. Cool. I finished the season the day the last episode of this podcast dropped, and that was probably my favorite car of the season. I agree cool. the show started out with a lot of potential, then kind of went downhill. Side note, See? hopefully we don't do that here, but, you know, who knows? Yeah. I was irritated <laughs> with how it turned out, but I won't say more than that in case you end up watching it for the podcast, which we will at least part. Um, Amen. So when we cover that, please write back in with your thoughts on, maybe write an email now and just save it in drafts, and then when we do that episode, a couple years from now, send it on through. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Like, like I... I'm glad that you took my recommendation. You heard through exactly what I said. I agree. I didn't like the show. It started out with a lot of promise, but yep, thumbs up. I'm glad, and I'm glad you watched an episode because that was a really the the Mazda that he's he's talking about, like with the rotary engine, was like really really cool. This dude just has like this old Mazda that he like babied, and it's it's beautiful. So yeah, cool. I, we'll get to it. I'm I'm excited to make you watch it. So I am excited to watch it. Okay, so then he says. Shout out to Doubt and Tom for the podcast rankings. I haven't listened to them all, so I'll have to check them out. There is one he missed that I'm listening to right now, though. It's called What Say You? And it was hosted by two guys from the Tenderloins and the TV show Impractical Jokers. As far as I can tell, the podcast is oh, done. Oh, who is it? I wonder who is it? it's from from Impractical Jokers. That dude, because you know Sal with the fucking the pants. I don't, like, but sure. No, remember the episode of... This is not happening. The dude with the I got your pants, remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. He's yes. on Impractical Jokers. He's okay. like one of the main guys. So I wonder who's on this podcast and if Sal is one of them. If you like those guys, another recommendation. Go watch the episode of This Is Not Happening when Sal tells the the terrorist story, possible terrorism, because it's fucking hilarious, and I watch it like once every couple months and die laughing every time I hear it. So it was a really go. good episode. Yep, it's a really good episode. As far as I can tell, the podcast is done. But right before Furious Seven came out, they watched all the movies except three because they ran out of time. And it sounds like Universal put together a special screening of Furious Seven for them and their fans. That's Fuck all them. That's our yeah. Dream. That's all I want. <laughs> that's all I want. <laughs> so bad. I feel like that's what's annoying. I mean, like, if you're entertaining, you're entertaining, but, like, famous people get, start a podcast, they just have a built-in audience because they have an audience already. Like, we are starting from the ground up. No one knows who we are, so please Nobody likes this us. tuna. If Nobody you, likes so this here's, tuna. Here's the thing to keep in mind. Downton Tom, Wes Hampton, Jenny, Jess, you guys are the OGs. You are the street crew for all of our podcasts. Your if family. If you like us, have a dream to see these movies early. Tell your friends. 
build up our audience. If we become big enough, Universal has no choice and we will but to acknowledge <laughs> us. <laughs> And we will invite you to the to the premiere. We will invite you to whatever. Like you guys are ride or die. You are the family of yeah. this podcast. Let's just ride this time. Let's just ride. No dying. No dying. So yeah. yeah. So spread the word. We do not have a TV show already with a built-in audience. Let people know We're the not podcast. Famous. I know that Doubt and Tom on Twitter is very vocal. Has talked about us before. Talked about how great we are. I appreciate all the positive words. All the kind words. Help us build our audience. If we get Universal to throw us a screening of whatever, you guys are all You're on invited. the, v- I the promise. VVVIP list. Like you are, without a doubt, at the top of the list. So spread the word. We'll be we'll be flexing with the Rock. We'll be squeezing his muscles together. Yeah. The, he says premiere. I haven't finished all their Fast and Furious episodes yet. Talking about the Impractical Jokers podcast, whatever. Cool. Okay. But I've really enjoyed it so far. One of them had never seen Tokyo Drift. They're funny guys. And I don't think the other had seen any. Which interesting to do a podcast about movies you haven't seen. But sure, why not? That show is cool. fun because yeah. they are the most Staten Island sounding guys I've ever heard, and they pause they the movie are. throughout to record their ongoing thoughts and reactions, both good oh. and bad, to what's happening. They only did six okay, episodes cool. on Fast and Furious, so I say they're worth taking the time to check them out. So, Wes sent this ten days ago as we're recording this, so I'm guessing if he likes it, he's probably done by now. So, Wes, let us know how it finishes out, you know, based on whatever. I, I think, we, uh, yeah, I'll listen to that one, actually, because I, I do like those guys, too. I agree with you. We will we will eventually get to a point where we do live commentaries of the films, too, yeah. which I think will be interesting. So He says, on the subject of No One Likes the Tune, I think what happened is they were hosting their episodes on one service, then transferred them to SoundCloud, which is why it looked to you like they uploaded a bunch on the same day. Then after the show ended, they let their premium membership lapse, and SoundCloud only lets you upload five files for free, which is why only the last five are showing up for them now. I guess I got in just before they dropped all the old episodes. They actually did run for a little over a year, then came back to do a Fade the Furious episode last year. Oh, cool. Okay, cool. For as much complaining as they did, they actually stuck pretty close to their weekly release schedule, and they did sometimes have guests on their shows, but it was usually just friends, most of whom didn't know the movies or didn't really care so it generally didn't add much to the experience. So to be perfectly fair, our guests are just going to be friends too. It's not like we have, I mean, eventually we would love, we would love For to have now. a laugh where it's just like, we got Vin on one Lynn. episode. We got Justin Michelle Lynn on one episode. With us. We got Dwayne on one episode. We got Justin Lynn. Dwayne, we're just using first names now because yeah. if he's on, we're just going, Mr. Yeah. Rock, Mr. not Mr. Mr. Rock. Rock. Mr. The Rock, okay. But, I mean, we're just going to have friends on, but we're going to have... Part of the thing is to find out, you know, where they stand with the franchise, especially for this first lap, the building the family lap. We sort of have a sense of what these people know about these movies. You know, we're going to have a whole lap, I think we've talked about it, with with, uh, the ride-along lap with resident historian Mike Manzi, who's seen them all, who's watching them all again with us now. We're going to have a lap where uh, one of our friends has never seen any of them, but by that point, we will be, like, five laps in, so we will have seen them a lot recently. So... It's going to be... We're going to keep it fresh. Uh, they're not going to be famous people for a while, if ever. We would love to. But again, that's another reason. Tell your friends about us. If we'll we get, build we'll get up recognition, people. We will. people will want to be will. on here. We'll, we'll get them. We'll get them. Oh, actually, side note. Uh, there's some guy who I just found on Instagram because he tagged hashtag Nicolas Cage on something, and he fil- finished filming a movie with Nicolas Cage, and I was like, hey, you want to come on our Case Club podcast to talk about the movie? He's like, sure, I would love to. So it's just cool. as he said, you, you just got to ask. You just got to ask. Yeah. So, okay. Two more things. He says, if Doubt and Tom is coming on the show, I'd like to throw my hat in the ring as a possible guest in the future if you're interested. In fact, maybe it would be fun to do a lap with only fans of the podcast as special guests, which I do like that I idea do. a lot. 
So I do like that idea. That's, that's a really good that idea. We, it's not we, something we haven't thought about, to be honest. Yeah, we, I we hadn't. Can, we can figure this out offline, but we had Doubt and Tom slotted into a lap, uh, into a, I think, a movie next lap, lap two. But I kind of do like this idea of a whole guest lap, which maybe yeah, we might... would be lap six, but that feels far from now. I don't know. So yeah, Joe and I will figure that out. Then. But yeah, we'll figure it out, though. I mean, I don't want to, like, go so long as to get make these guys not interested, and I also think that, you know, spreading the word early would be cool. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. He says, I've heard of Fast 9, but haven't read it yet. I'll volunteer to do a voice if you need more people, because you, you said you Ooh, want to do that live reading. I do I've got do a little reading. bit of home recording experience, so I can at least provide some decent-sounding audio, even if my acting skills aren't on par with Vin Diesel. So, cool. As long as there's better than Ronda Rousey's, we'll take it. <laughs> He says, now, before I go, here's another car for the game. If I were just do a car restoration, this is what I would want to do. Not only is this a pretty major, quote, character from a show my wife and I love, but I just think it looks great. Is it Kit? No, it's going to be from a show that you do not watch. Fuck. Okay. So it is an American car. It is black. Okay. But good. Color helps. Color definitely helps. It is available. He writes, it's available in two-door and four-door, but two-door is much more common also available as a convertible. Okay. I don't going. think you watch this, but this is a character from the show Supernatural. Nope, don't. I, I have no idea, so go ahead. Keep going. It's been in production for 60 years. 60 years? So it's With a few gaps. Okay. Currently on the 10th generation. Mustangs? No. So it is... The one that he sent over, at least, is like a hard body, not a convertible, two-door car, rear... Uh, uh, the side view mirrors are circular. Okay. A lot of chrome on the body, a lot of chrome accents. Front grille is pretty standard grille. We got uh, like four or five horizontal pipes, and then we got maybe about four eight or, or ten five horizontal vertical. pipes where? The grille, like the grille itself is like, uh, okay. it's the grille is angled to a point in front. Not, um, not a huge, not a very accented point, but just like a slight point in the front. There Pontiac. Two, is it Pontiac Firebird? No. There are two... Pontiac Trans Am. No. There are two headlights on either side, both circular. Okay. I don't know how else to describe this. It, but it's, it's a very, It's a very car. famous make and model. Dodge? No. And this car is from 1967. Ford? Not that it helps you. No, not, not a Ford? Ford. Nope. N- a Chevy? Yep. Okay. Um, a Camaro? Nope. Not a Camaro. It's got what? sort of like an accent mark, like the door. I don't know if this is standard or not, but the door is like the top half is black. The bottom has like a silver or chrome accent along the bottom. Sort of continues both in the front and in the back. Really what sort of wide. What cars Chevy still make? Not an it Impala. It kind of looks like a, sort of looks like a Challenger hood, kind of, I think. It's got a real okay. big sort of wide, broad hood. And it's not a Camaro? No. Oh, what's the other one? Shit. What does fucking... What's it's also the name for a deer. I said an Impala. Did you? Yeah, I said an Impala earlier. I didn't hear you say that. It's an Impala. Oh, okay, cool. When did you say that? I, I said an Impala. I did. Rewind the tapes. Somebody got it. I will hear, but there's the picture. I'll put it Let in me see Discord. the picture. Impalas? Impalas are kind of cool, and they have made them forever. Let me see this one. Oh, yeah. This is a really cool one. Isn't this kind of... Didn't they have an Impala in, like, Pulp Fiction? Isn't that what, like, uh, Mr. Wolf is driving or whatever? Winston Wolf car. I feel like it is. So he's wearing his Acura NSX. Oh, yeah, but who the fuck has an Impala? Apparently Supernatural. The Winchester car from the Supernatural. Chevy Impalas are a car we used to have a ton of at my parents' rental car place. Yeah. The newer models of the Impalas are super 
super uncool in my opinion but these old ones are fucking awesome and i would love to have an old impala like this i feel I, I feel like it was in pulp fiction or like one of these tarantino movies but this one's beautiful yeah i, I if you had to restore a car this is a really good choice and then uh west says that's it for this month looking forward to fate of the furious i've still only seen it once on opening day so i definitely need to watch it again to paraphrase dom it's not always about being fast stay furious fam wes so thank you wes for writing in uh, we also did get a message, not a email, but we got a message from Doubt and Tom. Sent us a message cool. on Twitter. Go ahead. Bring it up. He sent a message saying, My roommates and I may or may not have just purchased a life-size cutout of Dwayne the Rock Johnson for our <laughs> rock and roll-themed coffee house party, which will have a variety of spring rolls. He said, I'll send a picture Spring rolls? That's really... That's, it's a spring roll party that they bought a cutout for the, of The Rock for? That's yep. amazing. That's right up my alley. I like it. So, Tom, when you get that cutout, please email us a picture. If you don't... You might... I mean, this party might be before the next episode comes out. We will read this on the July 1st episode of Fave the Furious. But yes. when you have a picture, please send it in because we do both want to see... Hopefully, you can sort of prop it so that The Rock is holding a spring roll, maybe? Or maybe just, like, headlocking you. I don't know what the pose is going to be, but I have so many ideas of what I could do with a, a, a life-size cutout of, of Dwayne The Rock, The Rock Johnson. Yeah. So that was our email. That was our mailbag segment for today. We have an email just family at cageclub.me, so if you want to write in, we will read it on air next time. Next game, last game, boy, do I have a podcast for you, a.k.a. <laughs> This ain't no 10-second race. So, okay. I... Wait you a got second. some news for me? I do have news, but I don't know where it went, because huh. I told you... No, because I have it here. So, okay, so here, in full transparency, I'm looking at both tweets now. Yes. Neither of them have an interaction. However... You fucking liar. No, I'm looking at them right now. Here, I'm sending I'm sending both to you right now on, tw- on Discord. I told you, because, like, basically, the night that we sent these tweets out, the guy that you sent it to liked and retweeted it. And now I don't see interactions on either one of them. You lying bastard. Oh! Yes. Because the what? guy that you who liked and retweeted it, his account was suspended. Well, that that doesn't that doesn't mean that he didn't do it. There's no record of it. You fuck. Stop oh, engaging with trolls. S- you don't get suspended just for being fun on Twitter. Oh, you bastard! Not my fault. I was so ready to give you like props and you know credit and give you three points: one for the like, two for the retweet. But, ah, uh, okay. He okay. Probably, he probably magged his way off Twitter. When it comes back, we have to readdress it because when his account gets unsuspended, it's you keep be... an eye on it. You keep an eye on at David Mariav and see what happens. Uh... So now we need to both find a new account. So here's here's a new wrinkle. We have to find somebody who's going to retweet it and also not have their account not not get suspended. Okay, I'm going to do. I got I got one. I'm going to send it to you. All right. Copy link to this tweet. I'm going with Texas Gent. At Gent Texan, this was three minutes ago, and he just tweets, Fast and Furious movies keep me sane. Cool. Okay, so I'm sending you the link now. He's a gentleman. He's a Texas gentleman, (laughs) which may or may not be more or less likely to get suspended from what we know about Twitter. Who can say? Really? Who can say? I'm living. I'm living on the edge. I'm gonna live fast and furious. This is a turbocharged, a turbocharged Joe, choice. It's not right just here. about being fast. Yeah. So, sometimes it's not just about. So being Texas fast. Gent on Twitter, fast and furious movies keep me sane. Boy, do we have a podcast for you with the link to our cageclub.me slash too fast furious reply. 
I am now looking. So I just searched. Okay. So just you know what I'm looking for. I just searched Furious Nine on Twitter. Um, there is an account called Fast and Furious Nine at Fast and Furious Nine, and it is just okay. all pictures of shit. And this is. I don't think that they're ever going to see our tweet. So I'm just going to do the latest. They're never going to be better than this. That's not fun. Okay. One of the best ones that I just read, like, now that I'm searched by latest, is like, I just watched Fast and Furious 35, the one where they raced aliens for rocket ships and did loops through space. That was our idea. Um, that was just our idea. Oh, okay. So there so there was uh, some guy named Tom Francis. This is not who I'm tweeting. He's got like okay. 100,000 followers. Got? At Pentadact says, all stories boil down to one of seven fundamental archetypes. Then he puts a picture, and it's just Leprechaun, Leprechaun 2, Leprechaun 3, Leprechaun 4, Leprechaun 5, Leprechaun 6, and Leprechaun Origins. So this guy, Foon, at Foon, at F-O-O-N-E, says, nah, don't be reductive, there's eight types. And he puts Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, The Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, Fast Five, Fast and Furious 6, Furious 7, The Fate (laughs) of the Furious. So I'm saying, boy, do we have a podcast for you? Reply. So I'm gonna send you the link just so that we have it, just so that you see it. This is what I'm putting my I'm putting my eggs in this basket this month. Okay, I'm excited for it. I hope they get suspended. <laughs> this guy's got like eight thousand followers, so it's also possible if he does retweet it, could be good for us. So we'll see. Oh, by the way, I have on what channels is on HBO Family. I was just watching ET on mute. You know, there's a trailer on four right now. Commercial on four. Fast and Furious. A little movie called La La Land. Oh, fuck. Oh, never mind. <laughs> HBO streaming now. Whenever you want to watch it, it's available on HBO Go. Okay. So good luck at Gent Texan. Good luck at Foon. Hopefully one of you will interact with us and then not get suspended. So that's all <laughs> we got. Before we do our last and next recording, do you have any other final thoughts about Furious 7? No. Um, I'm curious to see where it ranks uh, in our list, as I always am. Uh, when I re-rank them, I don't know. I don't know what my I, I don't know what my first list was. So it, the Paul Walker heartstring tugs this time really got me going. So, and I think this is the most zany one, and it, it's definitely a ton of fun. So the last things that we recorded. So since we last put out our Fast and Furious six episode, right, yes, we put out an episode of Magic Mike's about a guide to recognizing your saints. Ragazzi. Ragazzi. We also put on an episode of Boyfriend Material about Lost River, a movie in which Ryan Gosling is not in, no. but he wrote and directed. Yes. We then did this episode. Next up, coming up next, the Magic Mike's episode we're doing is going to be, drumroll please, a crossover extravaganza. Oh, that's right. I'm so Battle excited. Battle in Seattle, crossing over with podcast. I don't know if we mentioned too much on here. Resident Historian Mike Manzi and I have a podcast. Watch the Throne. We're going through Charlie Theron's movies. She was in a movie with Channing Tatum. Battle in Seattle. We know nothing about it. Going to watch that next for Magic Mike's and for Watch the Throne. After that, the Boyfriend Material movie we're doing is Only God Forgives. It's the second team up between Ryan Gosling and Nicholas Winding Refn. And then, Joe, pop quiz for you. One month from today, what movie do you think we're doing? I don't know. Give me a hint. Um, so I, th- I, I, I do think... I thought you were going to get this one, to be honest, because I think it's, it follows a natural progression. I think next month, when I when I quiz you, it might be tricky. But next, you know, you should be able to get it. <laughs> is is it a Fast and Furious movie? It is a Fast and Furious movie. Hobbs and Shaw. Yes. We got a special <laughs> sneak preview screener before they even film the movie... We're going to be watching Hobbs and Shaw in The Fate of the Furious. Just kidding. So yeah, so come back in a month from today for Fate of the Furious. For the final, the final, exciting. it's like the last hundred yards. 
of the lap, man. That's going to be it. Yeah. We're going to be waving the checkered flag. Or, or, or the last quarter mile. The last quarter mile. That's true. So, uh, thank you all for listening. Email us, family, at cageclub.me. You can also go to cageclub.me to find out all of our podcasts. Like our Facebook page. that I have with Joe. Go like our Facebook page, yep. too. Facebook.com slash cageclub. Facebook.com slash forever. Both of those places. You can go to either one of those. You can now follow at cageclubpod on Twitter or Instagram. Every once in a while, there is Fast and Furious stuff at those two places. Also about all the other great shows in the network. We are now up to 18. Since the last time we recorded, we launched a new show called High School Slumber Party. Yeah. Which I think Joe might be on with me at some point. We're definitely going to be Where uh, Brian Rodriguez, who will be on this show next lap, he will be on talking about Too Fast, Too Forever, his, or Too Fast, Too Furious, his favorite in the franchise, uh, talking about his new podcast, too, because he loves Suki, he loves all Too Fast, Too Furious. Ooh. We went to their live event when they did the PS of Hoffman. Yeah. He now has a new podcast called High School Slumber Party, all about movies set in high schools, or high school age. Which is, like, one of our favorite genres, to be honest. I know it's, like, up there Truly. for you, and it's definitely up there for me, so. Absolutely. So Brian will be on Too Fast, Too Furious, Lap 2. So if you like horror, or if you like high school movies, the first two episodes are both Better Off Dead. They split into two. Resident Historian Mike Manzi on both of those, so go check that out. And then there will be, I think, a third one out before this comes out. I just don't know what it is yet, so be surprised with me. Go check out High School Slumber Party. Yeah. So cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or facebook.com slash forever. And at Cage Club Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and family at cageclub.me. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Too. And we'll see you next time as we close out the lap with our final quarter mile on Too Fast, Too Forever. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way. From where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it When I see you again When I see